0: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Give Smalls a lot of credit. The sense of self, definitely, from the moment we all met, she told us, hey, just FYI, I'm really clumsy. And every day, there is something where you prove to be true on that and correct on that.
1: Yeah, I have self-awareness.
0: Yeah, well done by you.
1: Thanks. But I haven't, well, never mind. What? What? Well, now I just jinxed myself. I said, I haven't hurt myself in a while. I haven't tripped. Damn it, Small. I know. Why would you say that? And I'm getting ready to go on a ski trip. This was terrible for me to speak to existence. I
0: literally watched you walk out yesterday because she carries so many things in her hands out of our studio that we have to open the door for her. And she dropped 10 things on the way out yesterday.
1: Just my cell phone.
0: Okay, just your cell phone. Just anyway. the
1: most expensive thing in the bunch. Uh, can I
0: ask also one other question? Because the two of you have made this decision. I don't know if it's together or or it's just coincidental. The coffee discussion with the two of you, neither of you are in on coffee now anymore?
1: No, I'm in on coffee until next Monday. CC. Uh, okay, ha- I'm, I'm, I'm not starting supposed a... to
2: be drinking coffee. Yes. Well, I haven't seen you drink coffee. Okay, good.
1: But I'm a bad influence on
2: CC. <laughs> good. I'm glad you haven't seen me. drink I, That doesn't mean you haven't. I just haven't seen it. <laughs> I don't know what's in the cup. Good. Yeah, yeah. Good.
1: You're the angel on his shoulder. I'm the devil. Yeah. I'm like this. Coffee is really good. Wouldn't yeah. you like to have a cup of coffee? So what's the anti? <laughs> encourage
2: me to do drugs. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Take that out of context no, the, the, for those the, just me, doing it. The, the, the caffeine. That's what we're talking what, about. What? What's the? I'm a so you guys are anti-caffeine. That's what we're doing No,
1: I'm starting. You off? I'm starting a workout challenge 75 hard for those who know it I'm starting it on March 4th and while removing coffee is not part of the challenge I've done it prior and didn't do coffee for 75 days and I slept really well that first week is brutal but once you get past that as you know it's mm-hmm. much easier so I'm going to try to do it again.
0: Can you just tell us what 75 Hard actually is? Because it'll be interesting to see which one of these things that we could actually do, cc and Okay. All so right. it
1: is a workout challenge started mm-hmm. by Andy Fursella, St. Louis Native Supplement Superstores. Uh, for 75 days, you ha- you have okay. to accomplish all of this. And if you miss one of these things, you have to start over. Okay. You have to do two 45-minute workouts a day, and wow. one of them has got to be outside. All we're, right. We're, see you later. We're yeah,
2: done. Cross, cross of, that one off. I can do one whether, inside. You
1: got to get it done. So if it's raining, too bad. If it's snowing, figure it out. If it's hot, wear a tank top, okay? So two 45-minute workouts, one has to be outside. You pick a diet of your choosing, so it could be tailored to you, your needs, your circumstances, but for 75 days, zero cheat meals. So whatever you decide, whether you say, I'm going to go keto, I did no processed foods, if you want to do intermittent fasting, whatever you choose, zero cheat meals, 75 days. No alcohol. You have to drink a, a gallon of water every day. Read 10 pages of a nonfiction book and take a progress photo every day for 75 days. I think I got them all. Okay. Let me pull up my I think the
2: 10 pages of a nonfiction book, I can actually do that. That's the one? Yeah, you could do that for sure. Okay, I could do.
1: Let me make sure I didn't miss anything. No. Uh... No, none of them. Okay,
0: I don't drink, so the no alcohol I could do. That's the
1: hardest one for me. The gallon of water,
0: if you told me I had to do, I'm sure I could do that one. 10 pages of reading seems tough for me, but I'm sure I could do that. you could do that. Progress photo, I would not do. That's the hardest one for me. The photo. The
2: photo.
1: It takes one second.
2: I, I'm but not he saying... He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to see himself. Exactly.
1: But then you it's see that, yourself... I know how to take yeah, a photo.
2: Figure that out. You he see does.
1: the growth. You see yourself on That's day one. That's the problem.
0: I see growth. I'm like, wow, your belly's getting <laughs> bigger yeah, yeah, doing this. But then, 75 easy. Here's if, what it is. If, don't work out. Eat a lot of food. But Go if ahead, you
1: complete Thomas. it, you look at yourself on day one and day 75, and you see your transformation. It's very cool.
2: Okay. I I don't know. I couldn't do that. That seems very difficult. How would you allow... I think I could do most
1: of that. I think you guys could do no, a lot. No. no, you no have, I think you,
2: you overestimate your teammates, Malls. Yeah. You give us more credit than we deserve.
1: You won a Super Bowl.
2: Yeah. Past tense.
1: But I'm saying Exactly. No, no, no. <laughs> exactly. But you're that's I mean, part of I mean, it. I, but I, his did determination, the, I did that
2: I won the Super Bowl so I could do all of the things that you're trying to avoid.
1: But I'm saying I, can do all of them. I know <laughs> that you have the determination and discipline to execute something that you put your mind to, see, The only a prob- physically see, challenging.
2: problem is the part that you're 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 not factoring in. <laughs> There is no check at the end of the 75 Hard. (laughs) I keep trying to tell you, nothing motivates an athlete like fresh cash. If there was a check attached to 75 Hard, if somebody wanted to sponsor me doing a 75 Hard, okay, cool. That's a different story. We can talk. There's an app for that. There's a number for that for me. (laughs) 75M. Yeah, there is is an actual number. 75,000. Okay, cool. I'll do it. Oh, can you
1: imagine if we had money attached to this? Oh, yeah. If somebody paid
2: me 75,000 to do that challenge, I would absolutely do it. But Absolutely it, do it. If
1: it was last person standing for us to do all of this and there was money at the end, you think you'd win it?
2: No, because I know you'd outlast me. I would. Yeah, you would win it. i I like, mentally just tough. Just like, 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 see it. how long we can go. Like, you would win that I one. I would win. So well, why would I Why would I sign up for a challenge I knew I couldn't win? Uh, I, I, I would, would like to I fight would you off that. on that one.
0: If I committed to it and you I You just said, said you don't want to take pictures think I could of do yourself. It. I know, but if it was a competition base and we all did it, I think I, w- I could do it.
1: There's no way. I, would be, I think there's a way. I would be you. I'd be
0: emaciated by the end of it. Because you know I what I would eaten do? not have for the last 75 days.
1: I'd be baking cookies and bringing them in here. That's fine. There, I think I, I
0: could that. outlast you. I can
2: handle that. From
1: a food standpoint, from a disciplined food standpoint, I would outlast you.
2: You, you lack nothing in confidence. When it comes to confidence, there's, like you, you're I saying have no you're going to beat actually. Smalls with 75 hard yep. and you just heard of it. Two minutes ago, yeah, you're saying you can beat me in a 40 yard dash. Well, that I could do. Either. That is insane. <laughs> like I just, he just believes he can do all of these things. The fact that you think the, you can F- beat
1: Chris Canty in a 40 yard dash is. Amazing. So let's do
2: it. 16 your, your waffles in co- four hours? Meter is yeah, off 16
1: the waffles in four hours. He says, no problem. Oh, yeah, no problem. Then he Megan can do Judge, yeah, yeah, exactly. oh, who we work with, wants to execute it. He and bring wanted him to in. do it today. And he says, no. He wanted to do it no, today. No, I said, I
0: got to lose some weight before I do. No. See, here's the thing. See, I, an I don't actually after. have real confidence. I only have confidence when you bring me a competition. I'll lose most likely my entire life. Like everything I do, I always lose, but I compete. <laughs> my entire life.
1: But then, I compete, but you threw the waffle thing out there. Then we actually because it was a
0: competition. But if then you, it's just but then in general, it, but I have no confidence.
1: You said you'd do it, and then in reality, when. It was presented. You were like, "No, no, I'm good."
0: I mean, Cece kind so of shot, I it yeah, I saw, I shot it down. I shot it. I shot it. I mean, to be honest, but me, I you could have still down it. done it. But no, I, but he said he still does
2: want to do it. You yeah, over the summer. summer, he wants to do it in August. Yeah, because it was National when, Waffle when Day. Training camp comes back. Yeah, yeah.
1: National Waffle Day. This is Waffle how I know I'd crush him in this challenge because there's always an excuse as to when it's going to get done. Oh, I'll do it in the summer. I'll do it after I lose weight. I'm ready to start right now. I'm not afraid.
0: Okay, good. I'm gonna. Then you know what I'm gonna do.
1: Monday, you want to do no, this? No, don't, don't no, say it, Evan. Don't, no, no. Don't Monday, because I'm going on a trip. So.
2: What do you don't, think I'm going to say? Don't let's, don't let's, do let's, it. Let's, let's see. What I, I, I think you're going to say you're going to sign up to try to do that challenge.
0: No, please don't. What I'm going to say is now my goal is to actually throw you off from this. You'll challenge. You'll
2: never
1: be able to.
0: I we have to get. You Have no idea
1: how disciplined I am.
0: Oh, Okay, tough guy.
1: We're, we're no, gonna, I'm, I've already, I've already completed this. Wow! I did this in 2020. Oh wow! So I, okay. I'm a veteran here. You, oh,
2: you're a veteran. You
1: can't. You cannot get me off
2: my. We head. need to get Joe Fordball and handicap these odds or like whether or not you're capable of throwing her off at of this. There's challenge.
1: no. There's no chance. Because
2: I would put all of my money. All on right, walls. let's discuss here. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Let's
1: Thank discuss. you for your confidence. He's
0: heavy favorite. <laughs> Thank you for your confidence. All right, what can we do to throw her off? Okay, let's just we're pretending she's not here for a second. Mm. Her favorite restaurant in St. Louis, get them to send food here and have it in, on the desk in the morning, yeah. whatever restaurant that is. I'm
1: going to be traveling to St. Louis during this challenge.
0: Hmm, we could get whatever her favorite alcohol is, not during the show, but leave it on the way out every single day. Get her a prepaid <laughs> Just- <laughs> reservation at Don Angie's, maybe that.
1: Pre-prepaid. I could get a salad.
0: All right. Well, good for you if you can do this. I don't think I could do it. Admittedly, Smalls I, is a heavy favorite. Yeah, heavy favorite. I, to complete the I challenge. think if it's just a competition, that's when I I start to have the confidence. It,
2: it could the, be a competition, can do the competition right now. now. She, Me she, versus she, you. She, no. She's
0: laying down the gauntlet, no, brother. <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it.
1: What what part of it because do you, you really won't think beat you beat couldn't her?
0: do? What part of it did is I it think?
1: really the photo? Because so, you realize you're the only one that sees the photo. We don't yeah. have to put this online.
0: I understand. That part would be hard. The, the two 45-minute workouts with one of them outside, I guess it's a good time of year to start it, obviously. But that one's that's a lot. That's I, a lot of time.
1: I would tell you my hack for the outdoor workout, but I'm not going to do it just in case you change your mind. I'm not changing my mind.
2: Is it like a circuit?
1: So what I do is I go to a workout class every day, and then it can be any workout you want outside, so I do a walk and talk. I have a running list of people that I need to call. Oh,
0: God. That's not a workout. Yes, it is. Walking is a very effective workout. It is a workout.
1: You make phone calls? I walk and talk for 45 minutes, or I run outside.
0: Well, running's different. So you
2: could actually walk to the gym. That would be 20 minutes. And then you walk back from the gym, take a different route, 25 minutes. That is the outside 45-minute portion of the workout. It's yeah. not consecutive 45?
1: Uh, I think it might have to be consecutive. It yeah. might
2: have to be consecutive. Yeah. So you just go on a long walk as a cool down after your workout?
1: Call my people that I need to, catch up with you. Hey, Grandpa, what's going on? You, you Let's
0: talk to me. Well, Yankees. now, now you it's become manage. easier.
2: But, I mean, you could absolutely do that, too, though, Ev. Like, you could go in your driveway, jump rope, do some burpees and, you know, See? some shoulder press. You can't do that. stuff. You, you, you can't can jump it. rope. You can't jump I don't rope. Know.
0: I don't know. I think I can.
3: You, <laughs> I
2: can't, do, I can. you can't do a burpee, a bodyweight burpee? Yeah,
0: no, I've done that. We did that when we played football with equipment on and everything. That, it that's what disaster. I'm saying. Yeah. So you
2: could do that in your driveway. You do squats, lunges. Yeah, bodyweight squats. You could absolutely do that after you ran on your treadmill. You can get 45 inside, 45 outside. Done.
1: You can you do your run outside. Easy button. And then walk inside.
2: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio.
0: Combine going on in Indy. Stephen Jones, Executive Vice President, Dallas Cowboys. They have a lot of guys that are going to be looking for new contracts from Dak to CeeDee Lamb to Micah Parsons. Stephen Jones spoke with the media yesterday about the possibility of new deals for all those guys.
5: We won't be expounding on those type of things with our negotiation. I mean, that's obviously something, you know, as we move forward, hopefully we'll continue to uh, make progress and communicate, but it's not going to be something, sorry to tell you guys, but we're not going to be giving reports on how things are going.
4: Can you do the things you want to do in free agency with his cap number at 59 and
5: a half? Well, we got ways to adjust his cap number for this year, so... We are, you know, obviously, between Dak and between Micah and CD, it's, you know, the salary cap's real for us, you know, in a situation where we want to, you know, do deals with all three of them. So do you get to do everything you want to do with the salary cap? I don't think any team does. But we're certainly going to be able to go out and go to work and and get the things done that we feel like we need to get done to be successful.
4: Do do you want to do those deals this offseason?
5: Like I said, won't expand on any details, timing, amounts. No, like. no, not timing, but you said you want to do deals with all three of them. This I'm not going to say when.
0: You know, give Stephen Jones credit. He sounds like a football executive. His dad doesn't always sound like that in terms of some of the stuff he says. Yeah. As odd as it sounds, avoiding the questions is probably the way to go right now. You don't yeah. need to give any ammo in negotiations. Sure. I think what he's referring to, correct me if I'm wrong, CC, that Dak basically, you can convert some of it to a signing bonus and um, or roster bonus, whatever they convert it to, and then I think down uh, eliminate like $18 million or something like that off the cap, something along those lines, without Dak being involved in it. You're just handing him money, basically, and you're lowering the cap number. But this is all now within the next two weeks, right? March 13th is when free agency starts. So either you have a contract extension with Dak or you lower the cap number and then work on it later. But they're going to have to figure this out pretty quickly.
2: Yeah, because you want to be able to operate and do business once free agency kicks off and the Cowboys have team needs. They've got to make sure that they fill some of the holes that are on their roster and based on how they had the early exit in the playoffs Mm -hmm. and what we've heard some former NFL scouts, general managers say, this roster needs some work. So – Although they have the top-end talent, you do want to be able to operate and improve within the margins, and those are those lesser deals in free agency. But you can't do any of that until you iron out what you're going to do with Michael Parsons, Dak Prescott, and C.D. Lamb. Mm -hmm. Now, with Dak and C.D. particularly, you're talking about huge cap hits. C.D. Lamb, $18 million cap hit. Dak Prescott, $59.5 million cap hit. You want to do long-term deals to lower those numbers to give yourself more relief. Right now, there are only five teams that have less cap space than the Dallas Cowboys. So doing those deals sooner rather than later makes sense for the organization it's just that if you're a player on the other side of those negotiations, you're charging a premium because you know that's the position that the organization is in.
1: Yeah, definitely more sense of urgency with CD and with Dak based on what you just said. And Micah's under team control through 2025 because of that club option and his deal, right? But he
2: is your best player.
1: But he, I was just going to say, because of that though, I normally would say offensive players, then Micah from a sense of urgency standpoint, but then when you think about it, they want to be committed to Micah more than likely the other two. So I was wondering if that flips their their sense of order here, how mm-hmm. they want to go about business, where what they're putting as the first priority. Well, here's
2: the thing. If you pay Dak, then that gives you more room to pay Micah and CeeDee Lamb. So it just seems like from order of operations, it's got to be number four. Even though he's not the best player, he might not even be the second best player on the team, you got to take care of him first because you got to find a way to get that cap number down. But Stephen Jones is negotiating through the media by putting it out there to Dak Prescott and his camp that we got ways of lowering that cap number without doing a deal with you. There's a way that we can push some of this, this cap hit into future years and get this number down in order to allow us to do business with other players and maybe some guys on other teams that are free agents. So I think they're putting that out there to try to claw back some leverage. But in this situation, it feels like Dak has all the leverage in the world. Second team All-Pro this year. He's got a no-trade clause. He's got a no-tag clause. And again, he's got a huge, huge cap hit. Like the Cowboys are in a position where they've got to go to him to try to get something done because not only do they want to have their quarterback for the foreseeable future locked up in a championship window, But you also want to make sure that you can do business and improve your ball club once free agency, the new league year starts.
0: So what happens then with everybody else? So how does the locker room react? One guy gets 60. The other guy doesn't get his deal. How does that work for everybody else? in terms of their feelings
2: towards Well, the, listen, the I mean, we, we saw what CeeDee Lamb's mama put out there on social media after the playoff loss, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she, she, we saw that and how she was like, hey, CeeDee Lamb with C.J. Stroud, like, she got all googly-eyed about that. <laughs> we, we saw that. I mean, so there, there's that aspect of it. Um, I, I think it's important when you're making these decisions about who you pay and what you pay him to. you got to understand that you're sending a message to your locker room. And you have to protect – at least the appearance, that it's a meritocracy. If you, if you produce, especially if you're a homegrown guy, we're going to reward you. Now, in the instance of Dak Prescott, the Cowboys have no choice, but when it comes down to a guy like CeeDee Lamb, who had an all-pro season, arguably the best season the wide receiver had was this year. Like, like think about Tyreek Hill had a phenomenal year. You can make a case that CeeDee Lamb had a better one. That's how good he was. Micah Parsons, I mean, a lot of people would say that he's the best defensive player in all of football. Right? You want to reward him when he's first contract eligible. So you got to send a message to your locker room that if you produce, no matter what else is going on around the team, we're going to take care of you in a timely fashion. That is the danger of potentially having to pay Dak Prescott $60 million a year and not pay those other guys the money that they feel like they deserve.
1: It would behoove the Dallas Cowboys to get the deal done with Dak from a financial standpoint and their team holistically, and he's been very effective for them and puts them in a position to win. But is there any part of you that thinks that It's a TBD thing on this season because they continually fall short in the playoffs, even though he's been really, really solid for them. Do you think there's any part of them that's like, if they can't get it done this year, maybe we just say goodbye and we figure out a different route moving forward?
0: I think there's a real argument that it actually makes a lot of sense for both parties to just operate on a one-year deal. Because Dak Prescott may look at this situation in Dallas and say, Why do I want to deal with this every single year? It is a circus. He actually likes Mike McCarthy a lot, mm-hmm. which I love because I'm a Mike McCarthy fan, but he may look at it and say, I don't know that I want a long-term deal here. This next year is going to be my best chance with this team outside of this past year to win a championship. If we don't do it, maybe I do want to be somewhere else. Of course, he wants long-term security for himself and his family. We know that. The Cowboys have shown us that they're going to want a long-term deal with Dak Prescott on their terms, not on his terms. I think that's obvious. That's any organization. But this feels like it's heading towards a versus more than an and. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs is an and, right? Joe Burrow and the Bengals, an and. I, I waver I go back and forth between Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Josh Allen and the Bills, definitely an and. There's no versus there. Lamar and the Ravens was a versus now has become an and a little bit, yeah. right? I'm not sure this is an and. And when I mean and, I mean Mahomes and the Chiefs working together for what's best for the franchise. I don't think they're there yet in Dallas. I almost wonder if both parties are not mad at the idea of a one year sixty million dollar deal, however, the cap hit is is given on that one.
2: Uh, well, I, I don't think Dak Prescott would mind it. I, I think he'd probably prefer a long-term deal because every player wants that long-term financial security. But he's shown us two times in his career that he's willing to play on a one-year proposition because he played on franchise tags in back-to-back years.
1: Yeah, he's not afraid to bet on himself.
2: Exactly, and he had the, the worst scenario possible play out where he had a horrific ankle injury. At his foot, his ankle, and his and his kneecap were facing the opposite directions. Yeah. Like that's not a good thing. So I mean, it's 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 not it's not outside of the realm of possibility that it ends up being a one-year proposition and the Cowboys unilaterally rework tax deal to push some of that cap in in the future years. But I think it behooves both parties to get a deal done because if you're the Dallas Cowboys after this season, how are you going to do better than Dak Prescott?
1: You're probably not.
2: No, I mean, the quarterback class in 2025 is not supposed to be as strong as what we're seeing this year, what we saw last year in 2023. So if you're the Cowboys, based on your potential options, it seems like it would make sense. And if that's the case, then you'd rather do the deal sooner rather than later because sure. with other quarterbacks that are in line for massive contracts, Trevor Lawrence is going to get a massive deal. Jordan Love is going to get a massive deal. Like You want to make sure that you get ahead of this thing and pay Dak now as opposed to waiting until
0: later. Can we flip that question? You asked the question, which I agree with. How can the Cowboys do better than Dak? And they can't.
2: Can Dak do better than the Cowboys? It's a quarterback star of league. There are never enough quality so starting the quarterbacks yes, to go right? around. Yeah, there's a, that's a yes. Because somebody's quarterback plan is going to fail. Big time. I mean, all, all of these teams have quarterbacks that have promise, but they don't quite know. Somebody's going to sour on their current quarterback plan, and that's going to open the door for Dak Prescott to bounce, if he so chooses. You yeah. think if Dak Prescott was available, a free agent, Mike Tomlin wouldn't call him, the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, big time.
1: Come of on, course Al. they would.
2: Oh, I think every team would. That, 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 you said every team. Oh, I
0: think if Dak Prescott – put it this way. If Dak Prescott said, you know, I, my dream has always been to play for the Bears. Bears are thinking about that instead of Caleb Williams. He is proven. He's young. He's in his prime. That's
2: a conversation. We'll that's have a, that. It's, it's we'll a have conversation.
0: That. We'll continue that. We have run EMC coming up as well. Tons of sound from around the combine. But we'll continue that because that's – you asked the question, can the Cowboys do better than Dak? And, the obvi- and it was a rhetorical question because the answer is no. But the other way is even more interesting, right? Because you just said, CeCe, that Dak Prescott can find better than the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. We'll discuss coming up. It's on Sportsman on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. Are the Cowboys waiting for? With all their deals, we'll find out here. Dak Prescott in his career has made one hundred and sixty-two million dollars so Ooh, far. How much? One sixty-two. There's a reason I'm saying this. So qu- uh, quickly, Cece, help us do a uh, sports math on this because Smalls and I hear about it. We don't know about it. One sixty-two gross means how much do you take home?
2: Half oh, that in, in Texas, though, no state income tax, Ooh. so you're probably taking home. 160, probably a honey bun, 100 million.
0: After all expenses, agents, managers, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So 100 million. Okay, so Dak Prescott is set for life. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, there's a reason I'm
2: asking this. Because yeah. this. Cause so, you got to imagine, you got to remember now, he's not paying for anything down there either. Right. He's okay. the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Oh. He gets <laughs> so, any meal for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so he thing. gets
2: an
0: additional, what, $60 million this year. So let's say career earnings, and uh, endorsements, everything like that, after this season, let's assume no contract extension for the sake of conversation here. He has grossed over $200 million in his young life of 30 years old, mm. okay? Of okay. mm. 30 years so far.
1: He's uh, 30. <laughs> he's
0: 30. There's a reason I'm setting this up this way. The, the conversation stemmed from overall just Cowboys offseason um, at the um, Combine yesterday, Stephen Jones speaking, and CC said moments ago, the Cowboys have to sign him long-term. Who else could they get? There's no other option better than him. So then the response was, Does he have better options, better than the Cowboys? In other words, if he does not sign a long-term deal, if he says, you know, I want to wait and see as to what happens here. My coach that I actually like playing for, Mike McCarthy, he ain't signed past this year. My stud guys around me, C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons, they don't have long-term deals. And I live in a fishbowl for me and my family every single day, which has been nice up until this point, but do I want it moving forward? So now, let's flip the script on this. Mm. Could he find better than the Cowboys, and
2: if so, who? I just did the exercise during the break. There are 16 teams that he would be an upgrade over easy around the National Football League. Like right now. 16 teams. 16 teams. Quite literally everybody in the NFC South. (laughs) Everybody in the NFC South. Two teams in the NFC North. That would be the Vikings and the Bears. uh, The New York Giants to watch the Commanders. The Miami Dolphins. The New England Patriots. The New York Jets. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the Tennessee Titans, the Vegas Raiders, and the Denver Broncos. Not to mention the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals. So 16 teams. 16. And of those 16, you're probably talking about you know, 10 or so that Dak Prescott could look at it and say, I could go there, win a divisional title, and go on a deep playoff run.
0: Did you mention the Bears? I'm sorry. I did mention the Bears. Okay, so you mentioned the top three picks in the draft. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So basically what you're saying, if Dak Prescott was a free agent right now, where the Dallas Cowboys under the, the, the contract that he's in right now with them in a year will not have the opportunity to franchise him. So in essence, an unrestricted free agent with zero limitations. What you are saying is if he was a free agent right now, the top three teams in the NFL draft would choose to go after him than who they could draft.
2: Yes. That's what I'm saying. There's less risk involved. Sure, there's more money, and you don't get the benefit of a quarterback on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. And we already talked about the competitive advantage that that creates. But you already know what you're getting. You're you're getting Pro Bowl to All Pro level quarterbacking, a proven Dak. commodity. A proven commodity. Who's in the heart of his prime, and you got plenty of runway with Dak. You just said he's 30 years old. You got a half a dozen years where Dak is going to be playing at a high level.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like that. Like I mean, any. I mean, that's the shelf life of any general manager and head coach. So, I mean, yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: All right, so 16 teams would rather Dak than their current quarterback. Now let's narrow that down even further. How many of those teams would Dak rather long-term than the current situation he's in? Now, we have not—Dak has not said he doesn't like being in the fishbowl. He doesn't like having the attention every single day. He's never said that. I think it's safe to assume that that could wear on some people. The way and, and not winning a Super Bowl and dealing with that and the pressure and the expectations, well, right? And,
1: and the consistent not non-commitment from the Cowboys. You yeah. know, they've gone toe to toe. Here he is again, yet in a situation where he doesn't know how they view him long term. That could also wear on someone. I've I've done everything you've asked, and then you don't necessarily reciprocate that to me all the time. Yeah,
2: I mean, we could get to NBA territory here. And what I mean by that is a player dictating where they want to play if they want out of their current situation. Because he has a no-tag clause, because he has a no-trade clause, he determines his fate as a starter in this league. If he wants to stay with the Dallas Cowboys, okay, cool. But if he decides he wants to get paid now and the Dallas Cowboys don't want to meet his demands, then Dak Prescott would be within his rights to ask out and demand a trade and the Dallas Cowboys don't really have a ton of options other than to acquiesce. Because your only alternative is to deal with whatever cap hit happens after you rework his contract and then let him walk in free agency next year. And, just and, be- get, and get nothing. Essentially just get a compensatory pick for him
0: just to be clear, because I'll take the egg in the face, I, that is what I've said I believe will happen. I believe this offseason Dak Prescott will ask out. I've said that a million times already. That doesn't mean he's going to leave. It just means, like Lamar Jackson did last year, like we need to speed up the process. The Ravens did. If the Cowboys don't, he may actually leave in that scenario.
2: Yeah, but the point that you already made is that what happens after Dak Prescott if, if, if the Dallas Cowboys let him walk out of the door? What happens? Trey Lance. I mean, and, and, and here's yeah. the thing. Jerry Jones... When he traded for Trey Lance last year, said he wasn't trading for Trey Lance for 2023. It was a longer-term play. So maybe that's what he has in the back of his mind if Dak decides to walk out of the door. But if that's the case, that lets you know that the Dallas Cowboys front office and ownership are actually entertaining the idea of Dak Prescott life after number four. Mm-hmm. And so if you're Dak going into these negotiations with that as the backdrop, I think there is a, a real scenario where it makes sense for you to ask out of Dallas this offseason season and get paid the money. So you don't have to incur yet another year where there's risk of injury that could somehow jeopardize the financial security that you would get on your next long-term deal.
1: So as we're talking through this, as somebody who played for the Dallas Cowboys, I want to ask you this, even though you're in the fishbowl and there is a tremendous amount of pressure on you to be the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys who Year after year, your owner says, We have a Super Bowl team and you fall short. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. That's tough. Sure. But going elsewhere, we just assume that that's going to be a release of that pressure if you go elsewhere. But is it also less exciting? Like, like I think about Dak, and there's a lot of pressure going on, but he's still the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. He's always going to be relevant. The thought of winning there, it's, it's almost bigger than winning anywhere else if you're able to get it done in Dallas. He's put in the blood, sweat, tears, the time with this organization. Is there any part of just the mental aspect of this where he would want to stay there because of the attention and because of of what the payoff could be if he wins. Oh,
2: there's nothing like being a quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Like, I mean, that's like shortstop for the Yankees. That's like center for the Lakers. Like, there's, not, there's nothing quite like it. Like, you're iconic because of the, the, the status of the team, the platform that you have. It's the most visible sports franchise on the face of the planet. So, no, there's – like, here's the thing. From a branding standpoint and being able to monetize opportunities off the field, you're not going to have that opportunity elsewhere. You're just not. I mean, a lot of people would say, well, maybe New York, and that, that might well be true, but other than that, you're not going to have a chance to monetize that like off the field quite like with the Dallas Cowboys. So there is an appeal with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it ends up being more pressure if he decides to leave. It probably ends up being less pressure, which is, to your point – what could be the impetus for him deciding to ask out mm-hmm. because he's di- he's tired of taking the slings and the arrows as to why the Dallas Cowboys can't get over the hump mm-hmm. like he is the shield of criticism from Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones when it comes to the lack of team success in the playoffs right He'll always be it falls it falls on the head coach it falls on Dak Prescott right. if Dak Prescott were to leave i don't think he would get criticized nearly as much because the scrutiny is different if he's playing quarterback for one of the other 31 teams around the league.
0: I, I think his whole life would be different. He'd be the savior. He'd be celebrated. They'd be thanking him, whatever team he's on. It would be a whole new experience for this guy. So you we, we bring up those 16 teams. Take a look at them quickly here, if you could, CeCe, and, and give us the teams that you would say, if you're Dak Prescott, you know what? Maybe this situation long-term is better than the
2: situation I'm in. Are there any that jump out
0: at you right off the bat of the six? The
2: Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh. My God. Putting him with Mike Tomlin? I'm in. With Mike Tomlin? I mean, we want to talk about the Steelers upgrading at the quarterback position. Mike Tomlin going into a contract year. You know what makes him feel good about signing up long term? Getting a quarterback like Dave Prescott? And that's not the Steeler way. We understand that. That's not the Steeler way. But now I don't have to try to overcome the opponent and my quarterback play mm-hmm. every single week. Like, I have a plus-level quarterback. Could you imagine giving Mike Tomlin a plus-level quarterback? Oh, yeah, he had that in Ben Roethlisberger. What did he do? He won a Super Bowl, and he went to two. Like, I mean, that that's what we're talking about. So if you want to get back to winning Super Bowls, Pittsburgh Steelers – we we'll a call in to the Dallas Cowboys, see if they'll trade you Dak Prescott. Just saying.
1: You leave the circus and go to arguably the most stable situation in the NFL.
2: The
0: circus to the library, basically. It's like, all right, we know it's, you're going to get books and you're going to leave. Like, And oh,
2: by the way, I know I'm starting in the playoffs every single year. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I know I'm in the playoffs. Every single year, I'm starting right, in the playoffs. Right.
0: See, this is this is the thing that I think we've ignored as we head into well, – not us. Uh, the, the masses have ignored as we head into the offseason. Are we sure – there's not an upset move to be had here. Like, I'm telling you. this Dak. Well, because look at how we've navigated this Dak Prescott situation right now. There's no guarantee he gets a contract extension, and there's no guarantee that he wants one with them. He wants one in general, but as CC has said, he has all the leverage. He could say, no, you know what? I love, I love the idea of playing for my Tomlin at Pittsburgh. I'd like to go there. So you're not going to accept $60 million a year? No, I'm not, actually. Well, then what are they supposed to do? He's on a one-year deal. They can't franchise him. What are they supposed to do? If he wants to play somewhere else, he could express that right now, and they may not have a choice but to move him somewhere else. We're not saying it's probable. It's more possible than probably the masses have decided. I agree
2: with that. I agree with that. It's a possibility. You can't completely dismiss it. No. Because of how much leverage Dak has based on the protections he built into the contract. Those are absolutely unprecedented.
0: And if it's not now, it could be in a year. But it doesn't. It's not a trade in a year. That's the thing. The Cowboys. That's no the value. scary thing,
2: though. If you're Jerry and Stephen Jones, that's why you can't mess around with this thing because you you don't really have a whole lot of options after Dak Prescott to get better. Like to for your succession plan at quarterback, it's trade lands, it's the draft, and that's about it. That that's not enticing in terms of keeping your championship window open. We're on Sportsman like on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience.
3: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
2: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: It is time for Run EMC here on Unsportsmanlike. The E- For Evan Cohen, the M for Michelle Smallman, and the C for Chris Canty. Hello. And run EMC today, guys. We are going to go through the best sound that is coming out of the NFL Combine, and we're going to react to it. First up, let's go to Vegas. Raiders GM Tom Telesco was asked at the Combine yesterday about Devontae Adams and if the team would be interested in trading him. Uh, He's a Raider. That's it. He's a Raider. That's the response that we got about Devontae Adams from Raiders GM Tom Telesco. So should the Raiders trade Devontae Adams?
2: No. Like the Raiders want him and Devontae wants to stay there. Why should they trade him? Like they the Devontae Adams was out there caping for Antonio Pierce to get the head coaching job. They gave the job to AP, dropped the interim tag. Why would you then get rid of your best player? That makes no sense.
0: What am I getting for him? <laughs> It's a wide receiver. What am I getting for I don't have a quarterback. So I'm now paying him to make Aiden O'Connell, whoever my quarterback is, good, not a recipe for success. If I don't, if, now, if you tell me who's the one you, you've thrown out there, like the hypothetical of the Kyler J- Murray, of Kirk J- Cousins. J.J. Like,
2: McCarthy. Yeah, yeah.
0: If you tell me we have a quarterback, different story. If you tell me I'm rocking with, with Aiden O'Connell, what are you giving him? You them? know they're not rocking with AOC, though. Just saying. You know they're not doing it. My that. answer to your running MC question is what am I getting for him? If you're giving me a first-round pick... Just saying, I, I'd consider it.
1: But to CeCe's point, don't you think it's important to have somebody like Devontae Adams backing up Antonio Pierce in his first full season as the head coach with the Vegas Raiders?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like, Devontae Adams leadership? is going to help AP establish his culture. He's like the, the mouthpiece, right? Need, you need that. You need your head coach. Your head coach has to have guys that are an extension of him in the locker room to help create the kind of culture that allow you to have sustained success. So, yeah, Devontae Adams is going to stay there.
1: All right, let's move on to Minnesota about Justin Jefferson. What is his future with the Minnesota Vikings? Here's their GM, Cuesi Adolfo Mensa.
5: Clancy, along the lines of things being thrown out about Justin, maybe some that are false,
2: is there a world where you would ever consider making him available for a trade? That is not something that's once crossed my mind. Um, you got a blue player, a blue person. Uh, you try and keep those, as many of those as you can.
1: So the Vikings saying they're trying to keep Justin Jefferson, but if Kirk Cousins doesn't re-sign with the Vikings, should they consider trading Justin Jefferson?
2: No, no, because like Guefi Adoso Mensa said, Justin Jefferson is a blue player. And what he means by that is a blue is an elite player, right? He, he can be a starter on any NFL team. That is Justin Jefferson. You parachute him on any NFL team, he's going to be wide receiver one. That's how good Justin Jefferson is. You don't give guys like that away. You don't trade guys like that away. He's a player that you build around. He is going to be a core guy for the next decade plus in Minnesota, they just got to work out this contract extension. They got to get off their high horse. They don't like to guarantee money beyond the first year on contract extensions. They're going to have to get past that with Justin Jefferson because he's just that damn good.
0: Blue isn't blue chip, in essence. I, yeah. I've never heard it referred to. That's interesting how yeah, they Yeah, there's a that. grading
2: system. Like, blue is a starter elite yeah. on any other team. Red is a good player that you can win with, so on and so forth. What were you? I was probably a red. Yeah. Reddish blue? No, not reddish blue. Reddish, whatever the color is underneath. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I uh, again, same answer to this. Smalls, who's my quarterback? If my quarterback's Kirk Cousins, I want Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. If my quarterback is um, uh, who was the quarterback last year, the Hall, the Jaron Hall, or Josh Dobbs, I'm I'm trading him because let's oh, not forget about Nick
2: Mullins too. Nick I Mullins' made an appearance, right? That's so right. if I don't have a
0: big time <laughs> quarterback. I would trade Justin Jefferson because I need a million picks to go get my quarterback. I don't want to pay wide receivers to make quarterbacks better. I want to pay quarterbacks to make wide receivers better.
1: What if it's Russell Wilson? No, he's good. Because that's something we floated out there yeah, potentially earlier well, in the show. But
0: that's that's why when CC brings that up, Russell Wilson actually makes a lot of sense if you're not bringing back Cousins. You're getting top 20 QB play at literally –
2: Part-time value. Yeah, bargain basement price, yeah. yeah, so
0: then if you want to give the money to Jefferson, that's fine. Those two guys are working together. Justin Jefferson and Russell Wilson could cook, I believe. Justin Jefferson working with Jaron Hall or Nick Mullins, he's going to have to change the way he plays to help these guys. And so that's my issue. I just
1: can't imagine getting rid of a player like no. Justin Jefferson. Not <laughs> like getting him, rid of Tyreek Hill
0: and what happens after that? But I have yeah, Patrick, Mahomes. Patrick
1: Mahomes. I have Patrick Mahomes and Travis right. Kelsey still. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all
1: right, well, let's go to Evan's team, at least for now, the yeah. New England Patriots. We know that they have the third pick in the NFL draft. We all know that they need a new quarterback and their director of scouting, Elliot Wolf, was asked about the quarterback position. Here's what he had to say.
3: When you look throughout the league, most of the quarterbacks are first rounders. Um, I think there's exceptions to be had like you know Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy and Tom Brady but I think just the the league-wide understanding of how important that position is and how important it is to have somebody there that can help you you know win games and get over the hump has has changed league-wide.
1: So after you listen to that sound guys did Elliott Wolf tip his hand at all about what the Patriots are planning to do with that number three pick?
0: I don't know what the Patriots are. They're the Packers. They're the old Packers with Elliot Wolf's dad running them I and Ron Wolf. Now, mm-hmm. if that can happen, that's great. This whole thing is very odd to me because they're separating themselves from this, the previous Patriots regime and the way in which they operated. Meanwhile, Mayo and Wolf were hired by Belichick to have jobs. Elliot Wolf was in Cleveland, then not there, and then comes to uh, New England. Gerard Mayo was in the business world, pretty high up in the business world, by the way, and then got brought back because Belichick's like, this guy's awesome, right? And I could trust this guy. I don't know what they're going to be. It's an odd thing to say, well, we're not going to do it the way that they did it for the last 20-plus years, winning six Super Bowls and going to, what, nine Super Bowls, ten Super Bowls, whatever it was. So I don't know what the Patriots are going to be. Here's what I do know. Elliot Wolf's dad, Ron was the guy that no matter what drafted a quarterback every single year in the draft. And he was the one that really started this Packers run of never having to draft a quarterback out of need and always out of want.
2: Yeah, except he was the guy that actually traded for his franchise quarterback in Second-round pick. His first year, yeah. his first year on a job, he traded for a quarterback, and then he brought up the example of mm, Dak Prescott. A little reckless speculation there after what we were talking about with the Cowboys yeah. and Dak doing those negotiations, doing that dance. I'm just putting it out there. If you want to say, you know, the pedigree of Elliott Wolf, Ron Wolf, that's what Ron Wolf did in 1992.
0: Yeah, Brett Favre so. was a second round pick and with the Atlanta Falcons. Nobody remembers him there. I promise no, you that. they definitely did right? not. Right? Brett Favre played, to, in most people's minds, on three teams. But he was on four. He was on the Falcons, the Packers, the Jets, and the Vikings, obviously. Yeah, I mean, could I see the Patriots moving out of three? Yes. You want to bring up... By the way, it's interesting he brings up Dak Prescott. Normally, you're not supposed to say names of players on other teams. He, he did. And he did say he did. Brady's not employed by another yeah, team currently. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Yeah, and he said Purdy. He said two names, he actually. He did. And those are the two – see, now this is this is weird because Purdy is the example for are you going to try to find value at that position? That's risky, right? Because if you try to find value at that position, the guy doesn't work out, then you just don't have anybody at that position yeah. versus, hey, I'm going to pay Dak or Cousins because I know they're good. I don't know what New England's going to do. I have no idea.
1: What do you want them to do?
0: Hire Belichick back? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> This guy. Is that possible? No, it's not possible. That so what do that I way. want them to do? Yeah, I,
1: I met with the draft pick, Evan.
0: Yeah, I don't <laughs> know if either – May and Daniels, I have no idea if they're good enough to carry a team. I am very, very interested in the idea of stockpiling and just trading back. So trading back. Yeah, I think okay. that's – because now, like, if I could get Dak Prescott, I'd love Dak Prescott, right? If I, If I'm thinking, hey, I'm going to wait a year – and we're actually gonna have as much money as possible if you're Elliot Wolf to go get a Dak Prescott or maybe Yeah, because
2: you've got what, the third and most cap space of any team this offseason? Yeah, I mean, I don't know.
0: Like that, that that is interesting to me. Dak Prescott. What if the Niners don't want to pay Brock Purdy? There are other options out there. It's not just the first three. And more likely than not, at least one of the first three will be a bust. We know that. Oh, no question. History oh, has told us it's that. a coin flip. I'm not skilled enough in evaluating it like you are, Cece. Well, you know, all which you have one. to do
2: is go back and look at the drafts. I mean, at best, you're going to get two quarterbacks that you hit on. Well, the guy
0: who's coming up next knows this better than anybody. Mel Kuyper Jr. will join us. We're on Sportsman Like on ESPN Radio.